Third and four for the Eagles here. Murphy and shotgun. Here's the snap. He rolls left. He throws. That ball is hit hard into left field. Going back, and that is gone. A home run for Joe Cronin. That puts his block. BC special teams make huge play. The ball is recovered and brought into the end zone. Touchdown. Top scores. Eagles win. And this is WZBC Sports. Welcome to the WZBC Sports Podcast, episode 12. Recapping Boston College men's basketball loss to the Wake Forest Demon Deacons just happened a couple minutes ago. So this podcast will be released probably about two hours after the game ends. And uh, BC loses 85-80 to a Wake Forest team that is now 13-9 overall, 4-6 in the conference. They sweep BC for the year. BC lost to them in their second ACC game of the season uh, in Winston-Salem. So Wake Forest takes both, and they are a growing team, a good team. Danny Manning has a good thing going down there with Wake Forest, so they take this one from the Eagles. We're going to break down this game. Uh, We're going to actually talk a little bit uh, as well about BC's past loss uh, before tonight against Virginia Tech at Virginia Tech, and then we're going to look ahead, talk about some goals uh, that I have for this team uh, in the remainder of of the season. I think we've uh, seven or eight games left. So uh, talk about some goals that I have. So let's start, before we get into the Wake Forest game, with the loss to Virginia Tech. BC almost loses by an identical score to the Hokies, 85-79 on Sunday night. 30 points from Jordan Chapman. Really, if you ask me, he has been all you can ask for out of a bench player. We need more bench players like him. If Matt Milan didn't transfer... Um, you'd have two sharpshooters off the bench that would be providing a lot of depth that Coach Christian would be able to use. So a huge night from, from him. Bowman struggled with the turnovers, still not yet a true point guard, but I do think he's getting there. Again, one thing we're going to have to, you know, a depth. You, you, we could use a backup point guard, but we don't have that. Um, so he struggled uh, against a, uh, a very guard-oriented Virginia Tech team. Um, Robinson had some trouble getting going in that game. Kind of the same thing tonight against Wake Forest. Uh, which really hurts BC at the start of, uh, of some games. BC was off to a little bit of a quicker start tonight, but they were still down 21-13 at one point in the first half before they cut it, uh, cut into that lead and rolling down by three at half. Um, so turning again back to the Virginia Tech game, this team has a tremendous reliance on Tavy, uh, and he did not play as well against Virginia Tech, but he had a very good night tonight against Wake Forest. We'll definitely really kind of get into him. Mo Jeffers, nice day on the boards for him in Blacksburg. Um, BC has yet to win a true road game. All year. The only game they have won away from County Forum was in the neutral site matchup against Auburn at Madison Square Garden in the Under Armour reunion. So that was the only game that BC's won away from Conti. Still searching for that, uh, for another neutral site win, which won't happen again this year. Um, but, you know, a, a road win would be huge for this team. Um, and my big takeaway from that game was still many holes in this team, particularly bench depth. They only go eight deep. Uh, and three of those guys who play in that eight-man rotation are graduating, Jeffers, Tavy, and Owens. So maybe we will see some time from Reyes, Sege, and Mesniak to get ready for next season because all three of them would most likely replace those three positions, and then we have some recruits coming in as well, although the recruits are really not firmed up yet. So that is some takeaways on the Virginia Tech game. Let's turn to tonight. It was a good effort 
by BC. It really was. Uh, they they played well. Um, they fought hard. I was I was impressed with uh, the the turnaround from Robinson and Bowman. They played better tonight. And also to see Chapman play really, really well again. I mean, Chapman, again, he had 30 points against um, Virginia Tech. Finishes with 22 tonight. 6 of 10 from the field. 4 of 6 from 3. And he was a starter tonight. He bumped A.J. Turner out of the starting lineup. Um, I think that was just kind of going with the hot hand. It's much more of a balanced lineup when when Turner's in. But uh, certainly Jordan Chapman has earned the right to be a big contributor in this lineup. Um, and, and maybe even starting, he was playing the, the three, uh, even though he's probably shorter than Robinson, but, but Robinson is, is, is the guard in that lineup. Um, uh, but there, there is some flexibility for that. Um, so great night from him again. The big men struggled. John Collins is one of the best, uh, emerging big men, I think in the country, but certainly in the ACC number 20 for Wake Forest. He's a really, really good player, a very athletic, long player who can play, with his back to the basket, he was a matchup nightmare for everyone tonight. I think Mo Jeffers played him better, but Nick Popovich also got a lot of time. A, for one, because they were both in foul trouble, and they both fouled out with about three minutes or maybe even five minutes to go. So 10 fouls from those guys that Collins drew, they both fouled out. Um, and uh, so, so that was, that was, that was you know, not a great night from either of them. Jeffers finishes with four, Popovich with seven. Um, Jeffers just has some some limitations. He's not that big. Um, he sometimes struggles to get going the offensive end, although he has showed an offensive game, um, and he's just not as athletic as some of these guys we're seeing in the ACC. And Popovich just is, is awkward out there sometimes. He's still learning how to play at this level. He's going to be a good player, um, but his body is not totally ready for this level yet, so he struggles. When they both fouled out, uh, Christian did not bring in John Colors Reyes. He put Connor Tavy in to, to guard. I mean, Connor Tavy is undersized for his power forward position, let alone to play center against one of the best centers in the ACC. So we'll get to Tavy in a second, but what that tells you is John Carlos Reyes, who's the third center on this team, maybe even the only true center on this team, didn't play a second. I mean, we had five minutes to play against one of the best ACC centers in the league. BC's in the game, and you do not see their 6'11", 6'10", center get into that game. So that kind of says a lot about uh, John Carlos Reyes. Not necessarily good for him. Uh, you'd think he'll be in the lineup next year, but, um, I mean, we kind of saw this last year with E. Jallo. He was the backup to Clifford, and he just did not play up to a, a level that deserved time in the ACC. He struggled out there. We haven't seen much from Reyes, um, but not a great sign on that end. But Tavy comes in and played a, as resiliently as you could ask for. He finishes with nine points, four of nine from the field, but he played really, really well tonight. As, as I think my expectations come around a little bit to Tavy and come around to what we should be asking for out of him, yes, he's a, he's a limited player because of his height. He's playing the four. He's never playing the three. He doesn't have the offensive game to play the three, so he's playing the four, sometimes the five. In the ACC, he's only 6'6", but he's a really smart player. He's a good passer. He he helps run the offense well. He might not be taking a ton of shots, but he helps the other guys up. He got some really clutch baskets tonight, some big rebounds, and he played hard all night. I was really impressed by Connor Tavey. 
uh, you know, he's a, he's kind of like a one-year guy. You know, you, you're not going to build a program around him. He's not going to be here forever again. He's a grad student. He's gone after this year. But he played really well tonight. He was a huge piece to why they hung in it. And he helped facilitate that offense from Chapman, Robinson, and Bowman. Uh, so, you know, hats off to Connor Tavey. He might even be my player of the game. Uh, he was just huge tonight on both ends of the floor. Uh, you know, a couple turnovers here and there. Um, he, had, he had one official turnover. He was involved in a couple of their plays, bad passes. But, uh, you know, seven rebounds in total. He had an assist. He had two steals. Uh, he played really well. And only three fouls with which how good Collins was playing. Uh, that's not that's not too bad. Now, he wasn't guarding him for much of the night, but he was guarding the guy right next to Collins. Uh, you know, so if Collins dropped off a good pass, that's Tavy's man. So not bad out of him. And they needed they needed a big effort from, uh, you know, their fours and fives night that they they got it from their four um and, and a tough matchup i mean i'm not i'm not just going to sit here and blame uh popovich and jeffers for this loss john collins is, is a phenomenal player he's a he had the bc showed against him in the first game uh against wake this year that's just a really tough matchup you know bc from what i know about the recruiting i don't know much but they they do have a apparently a top 50 european player coming over next year um t- t- as a freshman who is a forward, maybe a center. I don't know much about him. He's the only recruit that I know of, um, but he can maybe bolster that front line. And Popovich, you know, will, will grow and get stronger and, and more conditioned, and I think he'll be a very good player. So you, you don't blame this loss on them. Um, but they did not shut down Collins in a way that you really needed to, to make it a, a potentially comfortable um, win. And, and no game is a comfortable game in the ACC. I mean, I think you're seeing it firsthand. This team... Really, except for Syracuse, the fir- the first ACC game of the year is is yet to put together a full game all season. They they have bad stretches. They let teams back in it. They were up by eight. They were up by eight at one point in the second half, and uh, at one point they were down by seven in the se- in the second half. Later on, that's a fifteen point turnaround. Um, you can't let that happen. You, you know, and, and a young team like this, it's gonna happen to them. It is. There's a lot of turnovers, I and mean, they, they finished the game with with uh, you know 11 turnovers, which is which is better. But you still want to be able to cut that down. I mean that that'd be ideal. I mean uh, Wake Forest only finished with eight turnovers, so so you want to be able to cut that down if you can. Um, it's been better than what we've seen, but they go through stretches where they look unconfident on offense. They look like they're lost on offense. They look like they're turning too heavily. Uh, to Robinson in those moments, and Robinson is a really good player and a confident player, um, and a player that I think believes in himself tremendously. But he doesn't have that fire in his eye yet. He doesn't have that. Like John Collins wanted the ball on offense when he was guard being guarded by Popovich and Jeffers, especially when they're in foul trouble because he wanted to foul them out. Uh, understandably, I mean that's that's strategy. But especially when Tavy was guarding him, he had that look in his eyes. And Robinson doesn't have that yet. He's not that kind of player yet, and I think he will be. Uh, he's going to be your go-to. He's going to be your dagger man. But they, they they get into lulls on offense, and it's almost like they don't believe fully in themselves yet. I mean, they got up by eight, and they look so good, and they're like, oh my gosh, we're up by eight in an ACC game. What do we do? And you can't have that mentality. You cannot have that mentality in the nation's best conference. You're going to lose those games. You will give up leads. If you try to play safe, if you try to pad the lead and say, all right, we're going to just, you know, kind of coast out from here, it's not going to work against any ACC team. And it shouldn't work against BC. BC is an ACC team just like the rest of these teams. And that's what they got to keep pr- 
proving to people is that they belong here. And I think they are. You know, people will just look at their record and say, like, oh, typical, you know, BC. It's not. I mean, they're 2-8 and eight in the conference, and that's not at all what you want. It's not at all what you want to see. But... They're hanging tough in ways that they did not last year. Their second game against Wake Forest last year, they were down 38-4 to in the first half. 38-4. to I mean, that's, that, is, that is like, you know, a, a D1 team playing a D3 team. I mean, that, that, that should never happen, ever. Um, but th- that, that was the case last year. So this is a different team. They, they were struggling at a point in the first half, you know, cut it back, only down by three at halftime. They need to believe that they can win these games. They, they need to believe it. So we'll see. Uh, to turn to kind of Robinson and Bowman, Robinson 17 points on 7 of 18 shooting, uh, but only 1 of 7 from 3. Uh, Bowman, great night from the 3-point line. Uh, 4 of 5 from 3, 6 of 9 from the field, 18 points. So he played well. He's so quick in transition. He really, he is so, so quick. He handled the ball a better night. Only two turnovers. Um, Robinson had four turnovers. That, that was definitely not... Not great. Again, another great night for Turner in terms of turnovers. He only had three points, um, but he leads the ACC in assist-to-turnover ratio. He had five assists, no turnovers tonight. Um, so that was big from him. Um, but uh, Robinson and Bowen played well. Robinson especially played well in the second half. He only had two points in the first half. So 15 points in the second half. I mean, that, that's great. I mean, that's what you want to see out of these guys. Um, but it, it just wasn't enough, and they let it slip away. Uh, a couple other guys that dig it into the game. Garland Owens was in for just a couple minutes and struggled. He was 0 for 2 with a missed shot and a block shot. And Mike Segue got into this game. Uh, he was 0 for 2 with two with with two shots that were blocked um, on him. Uh, you know he's he. It's so tough, and you you see this at all levels of basketball where you get in and you might be a good player, but when you're not used to it, you just don't have that instinctive confidence. You need to go out and make plays. And Mike State doesn't have it yet. He's only a freshman. He, does, he hasn't gotten much time. He might have not really been in a meaningful minute of a game since Dartmouth because he was sick with mono for for weeks. He missed like eight or ten games. Um, so, but it, it shows that that Christian thinks that Mike Segay is a part of this future, and he wants to get him some minutes. So he only probably got three minutes tonight, uh, and, and and again did not play well, but got got two shots up. He was willing enough to take two shots. So I like him. He, he's he's got a very athletic build, and I think he can take over for that kind of that Garland Owens off the bench position to provide a lot more offense. Um, so Garland Owens struggled tonight. Did not offer much. Uh, sometimes he has good games, sometimes he doesn't. That's just kind of the nature of the, of the player that he is. Um, but, but good to see Mike Segay in there. I was happy about that. Um, so overall, a nice night. Uh, we're still waiting on some more, some more conference wins. I mean, that, that's, that is the bottom line. We, we want to see more conference wins. Um, we want to prove to the rest of the conference, the rest of the league, watching these games, that BC belongs. And I think... Teams are coming in with a real scouting report now against BC. I mean, they, they know that Kai, Kai Bowman can go off for 30 on them. It's happened three times this year, one of which was against North Carolina, who's one of the most talented teams in the country. So, you know, you can't take BC lightly anymore. You, you simply can't. But uh, they're still not there yet. They're, they're just not there yet. I mean, really, I, I'm, I'm not just saying this because I love this team and I, I patronize them and, I, and I'm positive on them i'm telling you watch out for these guys in two years you know i'm a junior right now senior year my senior year will be the next big step when uh, jerome robinson and aj turner are seniors and kai bowman's a junior um and mike segay has matured nick popovich has has turned into a true starting center 
and maybe some recruits that they can kind of build on these recruiting classes, this team's going to be really good. I'm serious. This team is going to be really, really good. Um, it, it takes time. Things don't happen overnight. You know, these are games that they're not going to pull out right now. I think they can, and I, I hope they'll get some more wins, but this isn't a game they're going to pull out right now. It's just not. Uh, they're just not at that stage yet. Uh, they let a big league slip away in the second half, and to be honest with you, I probably could have seen that coming. I probably could have saw that coming, but that's that's the nature of, of where they're at in such a brutal, brutal conference. Wake Forest is a good team. They're 39 on the, on the season, 4-6 and six in the conference. They put together some other wins. They could be a tournament team. They could be a bubble team. I mean, they're certainly an NIT team. They could be a, they could be a tournament team. Uh, they have a really, really good, great centerpiece in John Collins. Um, and I think there, there may be a year ahead of BC. There may be a year ahead of where BC's at. Um, so tough night, but positives to take away. The team played better, I think, as a whole tonight than they did against Virginia Tech. I mean, basically the same final score against Virginia Tech, but Kai Bowman hit a three-pointer at the buzzer to get it to only a six-point deficit when they, you know it should have been a nine-point deficit. And they were down by 17 at points in that game. So... Uh, different kind of game tonight. They were much closer in it, and they had this one, but they let it slip away, and that's the nature of uh, a team at this stage in in their rebuilding process. Looking ahead uh, to what's coming up, there's two more home games on this home stretch: Louisville and Pitt. Louisville is on Saturday at 3 p.m. Uh, Louisville is a fantastic team. They're top ten in the country right now. They might even be sixth. I, I don't know for sure. But they are they are an absolutely fantastic team, um, so they are they are not a team to take lightly at all. And I think that is a really tough tough matchup for for BC. They are deep, they are super athletic, and very very talented. Rick Pitino has a great pipeline of recruits coming in to that program. That is going to be a really really tough game. Just just absolutely tough. At one point, Louisville was up ninety to thirty seven on. Uh, Pittsburgh when they played them last week, um, so that uh, that is you know um, th- that that could be a tough game when you're up by 63 in another ACC school, but uh, you know another good test for th- for these young guys, and I think that that's the positive you got to look at it from. When we turn to Pitt, that's next Wednesday, so it's a it's eight days from today. Pitt is a totally winnable game. But do not overlook the Panthers simply because they are 1-8 in conference. Now, they did lose tonight only by two at North Carolina. They were down by six at the half, outscored UNC by four in the second half, only lost by two, and they had a three-point attempt to win the game. So they're 1-8 in conference and 12-10 and overall, but you can't overlook them. That's a winnable game. That's a beast. That's a game that BC should win. Not, not because they're better than Pitt, but they got to start getting some wins. They got to start getting some wins. So I'm going to say that's a game BC should say we got to win this one, but you can't overlook the Panthers. Pitt beat Marquette, who beat Villanova last week. They beat Maryland, who's 17th in the country right now, and they beat Penn State, and they only lost to Notre Dame by one. Lost to, again, UNC by two tonight. So no game. What this says is that Pitt might be 1-8 and eight in the ACC, and it's a, it's a struggling season for the Panthers. This is not I mean, they were a, a nine seed in the tournament last year, 21-12 uh, and 12 overall, really good team. No game is a certified win in the ACC. You, you just can't bank on it. Even if you are North Carolina you know, playing BC or playing Pitt, no game is a win. I mean, BC only lost by eight to UNC, uh, and that was padded by some foul shots at the end of the game. And UNC only beats Pitt, who is the last team in the conference right now, by uh, 
two points. So no game is certified. It's just such a tough conference. And that's what you got to keep in mind when you see this rebuilding from BC. When you see them in games, just say, all right, we're not there yet. We're not there yet, but we're going to be there. So it's an important home stretch. After this home stretch, the Eagles have six games left after, after these next two upcoming, four on the road. Uh, one is at Florida State and one is at Notre Dame. So very, very tough games. Here are my goals for this team the rest of this year. Okay, they have eight games left. Here's my goal. I want to see this team get to five wins in conference. So they have two right now. You have eight left. Win three of those eight. Go three and five to end the season. So I want to see you win five games in conference. I think that's a huge step from zero last year. Five games in conference, and do not finish last in the conference. Now, if you win five games in the conference, one of those wins probably comes against Pitt. You probably don't finish last. In fact, I don't think you do. Um, but they're, they're the team goals. Get to five wins. Set that benchmark. Show, show the fans. I, look, any, any team in this country that's winning five of 18 games against this conference, that's, that's, that's an impressive building block. It's not the goal, but it's an impressive building block. So that's my goal for this team. Win three more. Get to five in the conference and do not finish last in the conference. That is above what many estimated part of the season. I think Pitt at Georgia Tech, we have Virginia Tech at home, and at Clemson, which is the last game of the season, are all winnable games. Maybe even put together a good game against rival ND. That would be very awesome to knock off a very mature Notre Dame team like that. I don't see it happening because Notre Dame is a super mature team. Uh, They will handle this BC team kind of in the way that Virginia did very methodically and and take care of them in in that sense. So I don't see this winnable games, but you could put it together. So look, you... You win three more. You know, you, you let's let's say you, you take the pit game. You win at Georgia Tech, which I think is totally winnable, and you win Virginia Tech or Clemson at Clemson. You, you get to five wins. You're not the last in the tournament. Maybe you maybe you win a first round game in Brooklyn at the Barclays Center in the ACC tournament. Maybe you do that. So so that's that's the things we got to look at. We got to say where is this team at right now? Are we setting correct expectations for them? And I mean that in both ways. I mean not being too hard on them. But I, I also mean saying that I want to see more. These guys can do it. I want to see more. So it kind of goes both ways. From a personal standpoint, I want to see Bowman go first team all ACC freshman. And I want to see Robinson at least second team all ACC. And I want to see him finish the year top five in the league in scoring. Right now, he ranks fourth. Or before this game, he ranked fourth in the ACC in scoring, 19.8 points. His 14 games of 20-plus points are the second most among the Power Five and Big East conferences. So, so that, that's, that's pretty awesome. 14, of 20, 14 games of 20-plus points, that's second most among the Power Six in college basketball. Um, so th- they're my goals. We'll, we'll say them again. Win five games in conference, which is three more conference wins. Do not finish last in the conference, which should happen if you win three more. I want to see Bowman go first team all ACC freshman, which I think he is on absolutely on track to do. Maybe even freshman of the year. I'd have to look around to see who else is in, in, in that. And I want to see Robinson go at least second team all ACC. And I want to see him finish the league uh, the, the uh, league in the top five in scoring. They are, they are building blocks to build on for next year, saying, guys, we did this. Look at what we did from last season to this season. What are we going to do from this season to next season? And use that as motivation over the summer. Um, I, I really believe in two seasons that this will be a top 80, if not higher, D1 team. And they will be a ton of fun to watch. They just aren't there yet. So we will see, as I said, Louisville on Saturday and Pitt will be on Wednesday. Both those games you can find at WZBCSports.com. The Louisville game will be 
on our FM network here at Boston College, WWZBC, Newton 90.3 FM. So tune into that one at 3 o'clock. And the Pittsburgh game, I know Kyle Maslin, my friend Kyle Maslin, is on the call for that one. That game will be a night game Wednesday, like I said. And that game, as I pull up our schedule right now, will be on FM as well. So they will both be on 90.3 FM here at Boston College. But you can get that on our website by clicking on the FM tab at WZBCSports.com. So this is our wrap-up for tonight. I hope you enjoyed our breakdown on the WZBC Sports Podcast Episode 12. Uh, and I hope you, uh, you know, maybe agree with with my goals for this team for the season. Uh, let us know. Tweet at us at WZBC Sports on Twitter, and uh, you know, may, maybe the team can meet those goals. I think they're very realistic. I think they're fair, and I think they're good ones to shoot for, if you ask me. So BC again loses this one to Wake Forest, eighty-five, eighty. But in a valiant effort, the only other ACC game tonight was that North Carolina-Pittsburgh game. North Carolina wins that one, 82-78. That is going to do it for the WZBC Sports Podcast, Episode 12. Check our podcast out on iTunes. Check out all of our content at WZBCSports.com. We will see you next time on the WZBC Sports Podcast. Thanks, have a great night, and go Eagles. Santini, make a nice little pass over to Sanford. Sanford gives it to Tuck. Tuck with a shot. Top scores, Eagles win. The Eagles have won the 2016 Seed Championship. Catch all the excitement of Boston College Athletics right here on WZBC Newton 90.3 FM. As BC's only student radio broadcasting organization, WZBC Sports brings a different viewpoint of college athletics to the table. Our student commentators know the campus, student-athlete culture, and latest beat on the teams like no other media outlet, thanks to our dedicated coverage of Boston College sports. Check out our broadcast or weekly talk show schedules at www.wzbcsports.com and get a refreshing take on sporting events at the heights and beyond.